Wake Up America is back in the building, and we took a minute. Uh, I think Jeff was down in, in Brazil running around with all them beautiful women, but he's back. How you feeling, man? Oh, I feel great, man. Learned a lot down there. Uh, you, I've been traveling a lot, so I'm back. Season two, I'm here. Let's start shaking things up again. Yeah, but see, I'm, I'm surprised you even came back because <laughs> um, a lot there are a lot of single wives oh. because their husbands go down there and they don't return. I mean, you know, I didn't even tell anybody I was down there. I was actually down there just, you know, someone said, hey, you know, let's go. And I mean, I ain't got no money to go to Brazil, but, you know, a friend of mine's returning a favor. I was like, yeah, I'll run down there. You know, they're going to do some business. Now, now you you got to tell our audience how beautiful the women are oh, down there. God, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of fake, a lot of fake bodies down there. That's not no myth. Uh, definitely seen a lot of fake bodies, but I've seen natural women, like real natural, beautiful women. I mean, of all skin tones, it's it's, it's a beautiful place. But I think those are the most exotic women on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I mean they number two, man. I, I still number gotta, two? I still gotta nah. give I still gotta give number one to, you know, Africa, man. You know, a lot of people sleeping on the women in Africa, man. Oh well, well I haven't been there yet, but I'm just saying, you know. Well the, the Brazilians are the descendants. Yeah, they, of you, Africa. You're right about that. I would say everybody in the world is a descendant of Africa. Correct, correct, <laughs> correct. But you know what? Let's go let's go to the main event. Definitely, definitely. And that is the community board fourteen meeting last night at Scholars Academy uh, in opposition to the proposed homeless shelter on Beach 101. Now, the meeting was well attended. It was standing room only. DHS came there to answer some questions. Uh, we had Councilman Eric Ulrich, and we had a full board, and it was, you could feel the and heat. He, he was the only one? No, no other elected officials there? No other elected official was in the building. Not, not even Lou Simon? Lou Simon was there. Oh. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. You know, so he's a, you know he's a district leader for for the area. My bad, Lou. Don't start huffing. Shout and out to Lou. Shout out to Lou. Blow my house down. Uh, but uh, it it was very fiery and contentious in there, for good reason. I I personally don't have anything against homeless people. My problem is the selection process and not allowing the community to have input. That's my problem. Number two. I think we're warehousing and we're not helping uh, these single homeless people, uh, helping them to get back on their feet with trades and jobs. And like the families, I think they do a lot more for the families. Like, you know, right. who would really want to turn down a mother and, and, and children that doesn't have uh, somewhere to sleep or a roof over their head? Um, and, and sometimes I wonder, like, how big, like, the Salvation Army locations are. You know, like, there was just a big fire somewhere up in Yonkers where uh, over 100 families were, place just burned down. You know, so, like, where do these wow. people go? You know, so you never know when you may uh, be homeless and, and right. that right. situation arises and you're like, oh, my God, you know, and then they take you somewhere and then you have people outside, you know, screaming obscenities, I don't want you here, and, you know, but... I guess you have not, different demographics. Not here, not in my town. I mean, hey, listen, we, we live in a, a flood zone, probably exactly. one of the worst flood zones in the city. Mm. I mean, who's to say one day we just, you know, God forbid, earthquake happens, we get a little small tsunami, some, some sea surge, even a nor'easter almost knocks this place out. So, 
I mean, you know, you lose your homes, you know, come on, we got, we survived Sandy. I mean, a lot of people lost their homes. I mean, I didn't think you would, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think you'd lose your home. I mean, every day you would want to live in a nice heis- uh, household, but, you know, I, I just think we need to be a little bit more compassionate when it comes to, and, you know, and, homelessness. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, if you look on the, on the East End where we have one shelter on Beach 65th, we have the infamous La Quinta Hotel. And recently, uh, I think that's Beach 19th Street. It's uh, a family shelter that just opened up. And the owner of the La Quinta is opening up a Best Western because the tourism is just, everyone's like, really, the internet is about to explode because so many people want to come and visit Far Rockaway, you know, (laughs) and enjoy that fine dining and, and, you know, Right. Those sunsets are just amazing. So there's no more space in Far Rockway. So the Best Western is opening up a hotel. <laughs> I mean, you know, who wants to have like those uh, those powdered those powdered scrambled eggs and stuff that they serve for breakfast and all that? You know, those nice little flatbread uh, pancakes, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. You know, that little free complimentary breakfast. Exactly. Some skim milk. You know, you know, let's let's be excited for that. We're ten miles away from the airport, man. Let's. Let's get a hotel ten miles away from the airport. Or, or, they, or you could dine over there at White Castle. Oh wait, 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 that closed, right? Oh man, I think Ooh. Checkers replaced it. Checkers. Oh wait, wait, that's closed too. Oh, damn. Jesus, nothing Shit. can last wow. down there, man. Makes you think a Best Western is going to stay there? Wait, wait, I think I got the answer. You know how a hotel <laughs> could survive out here? How? Make it a homeless shelter. There you go. Somebody's cashing their way all the way to the bank. I think I read something right about, you know, I don't want to just throw crazy numbers out there, but I believe that I heard that the city is housing these homeless in hotels spending almost 30000 a month. Wow. To house these people. So the hotels are just making, like, buku money. Well, you know something that's really amazing? And we're going to come back to the meeting last night at Community Board 14. But something that I find is very amazing is they're trying to put a, a shelter in Staten Island. This is, they actually only have one. So the second one, but guess who the, the shelter operator is? Uh, a former councilwoman and council speaker, Christine Quinn. Oh, whoa. I thought, so, she, I thought she was like a news reporter or something like that, right? So, so my question is, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did she get that perk? Is it is it because she knows the people at DHS and maybe she sat down after she was termed out and said, you know what, I'm going to set up a not for profit and that's I'm going to cash in on all this money from the city. That's a hot take there, E. What, I what didn't do you think, think of it like that. Oh, now you got me thinking here. You know, now give she me got, a moment to like chime on this in a second. So, so now she's making millions. And, 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 and if you look at the video and I posted it. On, on Facebook, so you can go in there and see on the Heart of Rockway. It's up there, and they are giving her the business. Uh, so now it makes you wonder, do our politicians really know what's going on? Because it seems like she knows how to get in the mix. You know, I mean, Jeff, if it's that easy, you know, you got to think about it. You go to DHS, you submit an RFP to be a shelter operator. So out of all of those people, they pick Christine Quinn? Come on, man. I mean, you got to I wouldn't even say that's a hot take. You're starting to make a lot of sense here. But, you know, um, you know, people are going to say we're wearing our tinfoil hats when we're just making. Like, okay. OK. Uh, OK. How about this? How about me and you set up a not for profit and say we want to uh, uh, call it uh, uh, helping the needy, helping the needy um, organization and submit an RFP. And let, let's see if we get thrown yeah, a couple of million dollars hey, listen, to operate we it. We don't even got to go through all it because, you know, you got to deal with the IRS and stuff like that. You know what we got to do, man? 
hey, man, let's just get a couple investors together. You know, me and you start a partnership, man. Let's just open up our own hotel out here, man. Let's just let's get it on this. Uh, let's get on this cash mm-hmm. grab, man. You yeah, know what they, I mean? Exactly. We can just mean, do a for-profit and make money, man. We wouldn't got to go the non-profit route, even though we know the benefits to non-profits. You know, it's like very hard to trace money and, you know, mm-hmm. all this grant money's coming in. Everybody can't keep track of all these hundreds of thousands of dollars coming in but that seems like the big thing like yeah I mean, and you don't got to pay no tax wow. it's, it's interesting you know it, it's just, interesting just, i mean you know but going back to you know what you said about dhs well what do they stand for department of housing homeless services right well, department of homeless services i mean what, what services are you guys providing well, well here's you know? the thing uh i remember a few years ago when when mayor de blasio told all the council members all 51 that every council district will get homeless shelters. And I think he told the council members, let me know the locations uh, that where we could put yeah. them. I mean, you know, it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, you, you posted this map earlier. I forgot what platform it was, but uh, you posted this map where it shows you, like, all the homeless shelters and stuff. And what it dawned on me was Brooklyn had the most shelters. However, why are you not putting shelters in Staten Island? I mean, what makes Staten Island so... And, you know, inclusive to to homeless shelters. But, you know, once again, we have the same dynamic here in the Rockaways. But y'all seem to just keep throwing shelters in here. I mean, why don't we just put them in Staten Island? But, you know, I understand, you know, oh, but Staten Island, you know, it's hard to get to, lack of transportation. How are these people going to get... I mean, well, there's people who live there, so what's the excuse? (laughs) If people chose to live there, you know, so... If you're paying $20 to go over that Verrazano Bridge. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but then uh, again, you know, if I'm homeless, let's just say entertain this for a second. Let's say I'm homeless, right? And I really need a place to stay. Do you think I'm really going to sit back and say, I don't want to go to Staten Island? What, I'm going to sleep on the A train all day? I don't think that's fun. I think think I'd rather take that Staten Island ferry, so... Mm -hmm. Right. A safer ride. But, you know, then you go back to all these people saying, hey, you know, not in my neighborhood and, and, and um, oh, these savages and these, these drug addicts yeah, and that's... stuff like that. I mean, we got to be very careful. I'm not saying people out there are completely wrong, but we got to be very careful with the languages we use because we can't put everybody into one little, you know, group. Well, you know, because it's not every homeless person is not on drugs. Not every homeless person is out there looking for kids and, and, and things like that. Like, we, we got to start to separate Mm-hmm. The issues. Well, I, I I was told that one of the highest demographics of homeless people are actually veterans, and, and yeah, veterans, and and um, I also heard domestic violence victims. You know, absolutely, you know. but I, I think they're housed in uh, different types of facilities, and something something's not working. You know, I hear the different stories from like when Beat Sixty Fifth they came here and they says, "Oh, we have all these programs for you, and uh, nobody's going to be roaming the street and et cetera, et cetera." But uh, last week, uh, my kids were had their friends over playing video games, and I always I, I ordered a couple of pies. So I had the storm door, the front door open, but the storm door locked. Okay. So someone rings the bell, and I go to the doorbell. And it's a young guy, maybe twenty five, twenty six. Wow. And he's, uh, I recognize him from panhandling over at Stop and Shop. Mm. So I said, well, Interesting. let me see if the story changes. So this time his story was, he's trying to make, get some money so he can go stay in a hotel. I was like, I didn't see you last week at Stop and, Sh- Stop and Shop and mm-hmm. you wanted, and you told me you lived in the homeless shelter. Right, right. I said, so you have a place to stay. <laughs> he's like, well, you know. They bother me over there, and they, you know, they think I'm in a gang. And, you know, he had a lot of tattoos on him. I said, well, are you in a gang? 
So he says, no. Oh. I was like, listen, you have a place over there. Um, you don't look bruised. You know, go in there, mind your business, go through the program. Maybe they can help you out and give you, you know, those vouchers and help you with work placement, you know, so you can, you know, stand on your own two feet. But the fact that he went from stop and shop and now I'm two or three blocks away. Right. You know, so you're walking and you're, you know, if you can't get people to give you money, what do you think see, someone may do see, after thing, that? A lot of people forget. I'm sure you noticed, too. It just probably slipped your mind a little bit. But if you're not in that shelter at a certain time, you're stuck out there all night. They're not letting you in. And there's Very a possibility true. that he got caught slipping. I mean, you know, I don't want to accuse anybody. I don't know the man's story. No, it wasn't that. It was, but, like, it was around 8 p.m., so it yeah. wasn't that late. I think it's maybe 10. Yeah, I think the cutoff time is about 9 or 10. You're right. Nine I got to go back and, and check on that, you know, because uh, a lot of people may not have known. I used to be homeless myself, so, mm -hmm. you know, when certain people try to come at me and say that, oh, you know, you don't understand the struggle and, you know, you don't mm -hmm. understand the thing. I mean, I was, mm -hmm. my mother was a domestic violence victim. I'm pretty open about it. It's nothing personal okay. that I'm letting out there. It's not a secret. I understand. Uh, you know, we stayed in we stayed in a, what they call a women's battered shelter in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Okay. When we used to stay out in a home over there in Bayswater. Wow. Um, so, you know, mm -hmm. things got shaky, you know relationship stuff happens such and such you know she had to grab me up i was i was like she's still a baby three four years old she had to grab me up and we had to go in a homeless shelter and mm -hmm. there's no services man you know my mother tells me the stories now she's like it's the same thing she's like nothing's changed well the the problem i i, I see over there is uh you have the the children that go to the uh scholars and then you have channel view and a uh, buddy of mine, we stopped in front of the proposed site and just sat there. And Jeff, you literally see waves of kids. They get their sandwiches from the 101 deli, I guess. Right, right. And they right. come around a corner. It's a good deli. It's been here for years. And they walk by in groups. But, you know, they're naive. They're used to the, the place is shut down, so they're not thinking about right, anyone right. there. But can you imagine uh, uh, if if these people are just kicked out during the day or whatever or they're loitering through the through the neighborhood i wouldn't feel comfortable with my child having yeah, to go yeah, through that this is the proposal i would do you know if i was a city councilman right now i'd be sitting down here saying all right since we can't figure out this homeless problem right now evidently we can't figure it out we're building so much affordable housing with so less uni uh units inside that are affordable actually affordable mm -hmm. and people are not even being placed in the proper jobs to even sustain paying rent monthly anyway i mean $1,200 rent is already hard to pay. So imagine them getting into an affordable unit, which they consider $1,600 affordable in okay. New York City. You know, I mean, I would sit back in the council and I would say, you know, we, we need to have some type of task force unit out there that needs to, like, keep track of these people's progress. I don't think there's any type of trace. I just think they're, like, feeding them to the wolves. Like, hey, go out there and figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nobody out there holding their hand. And I'm not saying, you know, we need to hold people's hand, but everybody needs a little guidance. You know, mm -hmm. we need to have, like, someone watching these shelters make sure these people aren't going around the neighborhood. It's okay for them to walk around. It's a free country. Right, right. Walk around, do as you please, but don't harass people. Don't panhandle. Don't try to rob people. Don't talk to nobody's kids. You know, there needs to be some type of watchdog out there to like, watch these guys. Do, you know? And I mean, that's a lot of money. Again, some taxpayers will argue, well, we're already paying so much money for them to be in the shelter. Now we got to pay more money to keep them under control. I mean, you know, it's yeah. a complicated issue. And I don't think right now we're, we're, we're there yet where we got any solutions. We, we, we got to go back to the drawing board. We got to hit the core. Well, 
I, I, I think an idea. I think Councilman Eric Ulrich and Donovan Richards should co-sponsor a bill, whereas when they're going to set up a shelter in the community, they have to come to the community board and uh, work with the community board, the people that live in the community, to identify uh, safer locations. Now, my question here is, because, you know, there's always semantics and euthanisms when it comes to politics. I believe DHS is operated by the state. So we might need our state representatives to get involved as well. Like, I'm I mean, I'm sure the city council can pass their own measure, but it may not hold so much weight once the state decides, like, well, no. State it, law says okay. that, you know, state law. I'm just, I don't know. I'm speaking, you know, I'm just hypothetically speaking, you know, uh, state law says that, no, we are not required to tell uh, the community when we're going to put a homeless shelter. And possibly we might have this. I mm. think this is a fight that needs to be taken really to Albany. But I think that's an excellent suggestion. I think the city should try and do something just to prove that, hey, you know, this is what we want. This is what this is what needs to be done. And eventually it'll trickle up to Albany. Well, my thing is, what is the purpose of uh, being a representative, a representative of the people working for the government and all these independent agencies are doing things around you in your community and you don't know anything about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think everyone has a right to know. I mean, I'm not saying that the community should have 100 percent say because I don't think that would be fair either. You know, some community can just be like, hey, I don't care if they're domestic violence victims. I don't care if it's women and children. No shelter here. Wow. Then, you know, that's well, the, something that probably, I, I mean, me personally, I would be more open to a shelter like that than opposed to a single men's or even mm-hmm. a single woman's shelter. Well, you know? well, it seems like they're building. I've, I've read some articles where they're building new structures, uh, anew from the ground. They're not even taking pre-existing old buildings and mm-hmm. renovating them. You know, so somebody's sitting on a lot of money. You know, to, to to put these structures up. So now, any dilapidated, rundown-looking building in your neighborhood, you got to look at it and like, hmm, could that be a shelter soon? You know, how many how many vacant buildings we have out here in the Rockaways? Uh, there's a lot. You know, I mean, there's a there's a famous one that seems to be a hot button topic every time out west. You know, uh, the Neponset Hole. Oh. I mean, you know, that thing right now. Did my did, did some digging early when we discussed this early on before we got on air, and interesting to find out that it's been paperwork has been filed, hasn't been approved yet, but it has been filed to transfer from state to city zoning. Okay. Now here's where things get interesting when you hand something over to another <coughs> another government. Okay. There's it opens up the discussion to rezoning, and you know so right now it's zoned as health. And, parks. and health and the health and parks. So there's a possibility that it can change, and they can change the zoning to industrial. They can change the zoning to housing. They can change it wow. to once again they can leave it where it's at and keep it as a health and parks. But or, I thought the state's legislature would have to. Uh, well, yeah, it's still in the approval process, okay. right? Yeah, they would, you know. It, but it's on the table now. Like the state's like willing to give it up and. You know, mm-hmm. give it to the city and see what the city wants to do with it. And I'm going to go out the whim. I'll make a bold prediction on air, man. I might going to get a lot of steam for this. But uh, I'm predicting if it gets filed over to the city, this is not going to remain vacant. I, I can see them opening up, like, possibility. I, I hate to say it, man. I'm going to say it. It could be a homeless shelter. The place is massive. Yeah, but that place looks like it. 
it just needs a racking ball. I mean, it really looks old and dilapidated. I, I, believe, I believe it's landmark. I got to look into that more. No, but um, I mean, look how long. When did that place close down? I don't. I, I know it was around Giuliani era. Um, there's a very dark story I read in the Daily News. I believe this was in 2001 or like shortly before 9/11. This happened. I want to say it's 2001. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people can feel free to correct me later on. Um, Giuliani had said that the building was deemed, you know, not fit for anyone to be there. You know, it was a nursing home. Uh, about to fall down. Yeah, yeah. They they claimed the structure was unstable. They had to get people out, so they rushed a lot of people out of that that uh, nursing home into mm-hmm. like local hospitals. And people died in transition. And people died in transition. People's conditions got worse. And come to find out that that those allegations were not true. There was they done the investigation. There was nothing wrong with the building. It was a pretty well structure. It had little minor repairs it needed, but it was nothing of emergency. Nothing was falling. Wow. Nothing was contaminated. And there's conspiracies out there that they even, you know, printed in the paper, shockingly, saying that he was trying to run some little gig with some developers. I wouldn't be surprised. To, uh, you know, sell off the property and, and, and start development. And he was going to, you know, get some political favors for that. But those are all allegations. It was never proven. Wow. Uh, yeah, this well, is Mayor Giuliani, who's now like the lawyer of President Trump, something like that now. Wow. Well, the language that I heard last night at the community board 14 meeting was the same language I heard when the shelter came over to beat 65th street. And it sounds like it's, you know, and I'm gonna use that favorite punchline from Rockaway. It's a what? Done, Done deal. deal. You know, so, uh, <laughs> I, I, it, that's the way it sounds. Um, and I got that same, uh, feeling from other, other community board members as well but uh we the meeting went so long we had to be out by 9 30 so we couldn't even conduct regular board business but um i'm sure uh john corey is gonna have some some more protests i was told in, in eric ulrich and um john corey is gonna be one of our guests uh to come on and speak about uh the next step um right. where, do, where right. do we go from here is this going to be a series of, of shelters to come to the West? Um, I, I know on the Eastern end, there's three with one on the way. Um, I think that's that overkill. Of. Exactly. We don't have the infrastructure to handle that. I don't think our schools can handle that. Actually, uh, at one of the last community board meeting, um, one of the, uh, the committee that was doing their report on education was was uh, citing that a lot of the schools on the Bay Side are over capacity. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a citywide issue. They got four schools in one building now. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, it's uh, getting, doc- getting ridiculous. Dr. Paya's report was very, very disturbing, but very detailed. Probably one of the most comprehensive reports I've seen uh, come from a committee on the community board. And uh, it's, it's very sad. And I don't know. There's so much going on with new housing at the New Peninsula Hospital. We're going to touch on that topic on another show. And then you have the old Starks Mall, which is going to add another 1,500 units to the area. So how, how are we going to sustain this? Uh, I, I mean, you know, now they, you know, it's, I don't understand how you claim that you're improving and revitalizing a community. And you're bringing all these so-called affluent people in. And, and all these great restaurants and shops that are promised, all this housing. <laughs> 
and you got to dump a homeless shelter right near it. I mean, it's just like, you know, that's not, we're, are we really truly moving forward? Well, listen, we, we need to get really like a chain restaurant out here, man. No, no more Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> you know. I was like, can we get an IHOP? I mean, I, mean, I would even appreciate yeah. a Chipotle at least. I mean, can we at least get that? Yeah, I'll take a Denny's or good Lord. I mean, you know, I want to I want to go back to, you know, the homeless thing. I think it's something important that people should look up. It's been done already in five different cities. You know, I have family that grew up in Chicago. You know, I've been over there and, you know, things are just the way they've done things was actually really terrible. But then mm-hmm. now the city is kind of like in a whole new direction with how they're fixing homelessness so you know long story short okay a brief history of chicago chicago had like one of the largest cities of public housing at the time before new york actually what happened was chicago said you know what we got to find a way to build up our city infrastructure we need to improve the, the living conditions and i think it's best that we start to transition into moving people out we're going to knock down the projects we're going to allow things like, uh, I try not to use the word projects, it comes off very offensive to a lot of people in public housing. So they knocked down a lot of the public housing in Chicago. Right. Uh, I actually had an aunt of mine who was uh, a part of that project down on the south side right off of the 90th. Uh, if anybody's familiar with Chicago, uh, one of the most struggling neighborhoods in, in the country, arguably. Um, you know, they were displaced, mm-hmm. not for long. She was, you know, she works for transit out there. She was able to find something, you know, she's the lucky one. You know, mm-hmm. she had a sustainable living. Okay. Not a lot of people were so lucky. So that led to a lot of people being homeless, of course. Like almost close to about 48,000 people wow. went homeless in Chicago after they did that because they didn't properly plan where to put these people. Mm-hmm. Long story short, they started these training programs where you work your way into out of homelessness. So they had like programs where they would give you like little jobs like sanitation. You okay. was getting you was given city jobs. You weren't getting the benefits, but it was kind of like a way of earning your keep. Okay. It sounds horrible, but it's a very progressive and successful agenda. Mm-hmm. 40% of the people who entered this program and successfully went through all the classes, went to, did their daily 40 hours a week, they found permanent housing. And they gave, they gave them these temporary housing. They, they actually lived in these apartments, mm-hmm. rent-free, and how they were paying their rent was they had to go to work every day. Wow. And they had to do these things. They had to go to work. They had to go to these training courses to tell them about education, about financing. They were teaching them all these fabulous things to sustain themselves. So not only were they fixing the issue, they were preparing them for how to avoid the issue again. Correct, correct. And I would like for New York City to kind of adopt some of those things that Chicago, Dallas, um, picked it up. Houston's done it. Um, Parts of Oregon and Colorado took it on. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely think a new approach is needed because what we're doing now is merely a band-aid on a growing problem, you know, and as rents skyrocket uh, throughout the city, I mean, a lot of people don't realize there are high vacancy rates on commercial properties in Manhattan because I, I guess the rents oh, so are, through, are, the roof. Are through the roof and, and it's it's not really affordable. There's There really is a mass exodus leaving New York. People don't realize that. Uh, and even a lot of the wealthy are being taxed at a uh, ridiculous rate, and they're just they're just leaving the city. Um, right. But th- this is a problem, and I hope uh, the mayor uh, he's seeking higher office. I hope we can do something better than what is currently in existence. It's it's really not working. Uh, but we don't want to see homeless people on the street. But we all can't say not in my backyard. 
Right. You know, you know I mean, because then again, where is a good place to put a homeless shelter now in New York? Everywhere in New York you turn now, it's rapid development, revitalization, where, where like the reconstruction era of New York City, you could say. <laughs> you know? Well, um, I mean, look at Creedmoor. I mean, that's a huge property in Queens. And I think only maybe two buildings are. Right. It's not somewhere maybe, like in the, I want to say, uh, what, Great Neck area, right? Something like uh, Cross Island area, I want to say. I forgot the name. I'm of that not neighborhood. really sure. Yeah. But I know it's acres and acres and yeah, acres. Yeah, it's a huge, huge facility at one right. time. Right. I thought it closed down completely. I just recently learned they still operate mm-hmm. at a small capacity. Very small. You know, so maybe that could be a thought. I mean, I'm sure there are other areas that you can probably build up. But um, create training programs and, and recreational programs so you don't have people roaming roaming the streets. And, uh, you know, I know some of these uh, places, you, you, you have a, a, a population that just is up to no good. <laughs> right. They're right. really not right. you know, I mean, yeah, you the know, most desirable people you want right. to be around. We don't have compassion for those. Or school. Right. No, no. Like the shelter on Beach 65th Street over here, it's right across the street from a park. And a school, a K through eight at that. Uh, don't forget a few liquor stores. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> I just got to throw that out there. I'm sorry. And that's a fact, you know. So I, I just, you know, I, I'm hoping uh, we can get to this uh, a, a better solution. And uh, uh, coming up, like I say, we will have the John Corey, the president of Friends of Rockaway Beach, and he wants to come on in here and let us know. Where do we go from here? And, you know, so, don't forget as well, you know, you guys out there listening, you know, chime in. You know, we, we post all the time on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you know, you may be listening to us on a whole new platform, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you call it. Hey, listen, drop a comment. Drop email a us. Email wake us. Up America at gmail.com. You, know, you, you can tweet us, you know, th- things like that, you know. So don't, don't be shy, you know, chime exactly. in. You know, I, I would like to be corrected. You know, I want to sound better on the radio. You know, I want, I want to practice, do things the right practice. way, you know. Practice. So, you know, if I, if I, you know, I, some of the facts may have been a little bit different, you know, so feel free to drop your facts down there. We all in this together, you know, we got to cut that, got to cut that out, man. You know, we, we're all, we're all in the fight. We're all at risk. You all have to fight as one. Right. You know, we, we got to be united because, you know, what, what does Abraham Lincoln say? Uh, mm-hmm. House divided. Can't stand on his own. Something like that. I think I got it. Got a little twisted. What are you, a time traveler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But on that note, everyone, good night, and thank night. you for listening.